The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest live episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 320, and uh, getting ever closer to our uh, five-year anniversary celebrations, which is just around the corner of the month of November. Uh, but today, I've got an awesome guest for a Monday evening, uh, none other than the, the owner, the founder, the promoter, and one of the coaches at British Kingdom Professional Wrestling, Dave Sharp. Dave, great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, great to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, doing really well, thanks. Awesome. Really well. And for, for the next hour, hour and 15, however long we go, we're going to be talking to Dave all about Breaking Pro. Um, and uh, if, if you didn't know, he's, he was also the man behind uh, the much beloved 4FW. So we'll uh, have a little look back, a fond look back, a trip down memory lane and talk a bit about 4FW towards the end there. But it's all about Brit King Pro for the next hour and 15 or however long we go. But just a quick reminder uh, before we get stuck into our conversation with Dave about uh, some of our recent guests that we've had on Wrestling with Jonas, uh, just to entice you to press subscribe and like wherever you're watching this. And if you're watching on uh, YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. But Nathan Angel came onto the show about a month and a half ago. Really, really fun guest. Um, I think he's only 19 years old. Uh, one of the future prospects of British professional wrestling. Um, just last month, we had the current Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight champion, Michael Oku, on the show. Please go and check that out. A really fun conversation with Michael. Um, and uh, <coughs> just a few weeks ago, we spoke to Francesca Oliver, a renowned ring announcer for Southwest Wrestling and Rev Pro, and uh, spoke about her fantastic uh, career as a ring announcer across the UK. A couple of weeks ago, we had Simon Quest on the show doing some wonderful things uh, for Cornish Pro Wrestling and uh, United Wrestling and uh, so many more places. Last week, my most recent live interview was with the ULT, Josh Spicer, a really fun conversation with Josh. And of course, this past Friday, part one of episode six of my Legends Masterclass interviews with Mal Sanders dropped and part two with Mal will be dropping this coming Friday. Next week, I've got two interviews, uh, Monday and Thursday. Monday, I've got Kamikaze coming onto the show. That'll be a really fun conversation. Trained by the Hearts, trained by Roddy Piper, trained by Lance Storm. That's going to be a really fun conversation with Kamikaze. And uh, somebody that Dave might know, next Thursday, I've got the Stallion, Chris Bronson, coming onto the show. I'm sure Chris will be popping in during the conversation or, or coming into the conversation at points uh, during the conversation with Dave. But uh, Dave, great to have you on the show. And I know you don't do uh, many of these things, so I really appreciate you uh, you doing this. But doing my research, Dave, it's, it's been over three years, maybe three and a half years since uh, we had a show run by yourself. Uh, of course, uh, uh, I alluded to it earlier for FW, but uh, um, we, we're just weeks away February, now. I think. Yeah, we're just weeks away yeah. from... Um, the debut of Brit King Pro, British uh, Kingdom Professional Wrestling. On a personal level, Dave, how does it feel to be running shows again? Um, that's actually why I'm running these shows in October, just to <laughs> bed myself back into it uh, before doing the shows in January. So, because nearly four years off is a is a long time. Uh, it is. Rather than just diving back into it with again the I suppose Dragon Gate guys over, uh, run a couple of shows. 
just to bed myself in and make sure I don't have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, sensible, sensible move. But uh, like I said, you've said it's you know three, three and a half years since you last ran a show. What what yeah. kind of prompted you to uh, to return into running shows, becoming a promoter again? What was that kind of spark that lit the flame then, Dave? Um, I suppose for the last six months before announcing, uh, I had lots of people asking if I'm going to be running again because I think quite a lot of people missed the the shows that we put on. Yeah, uh, not just the fans, but actually wrestlers as well. So, um, and I said I'd only do it if uh, Benham and uh, Sammy would come on board with me, just because of the amount of stress that's involved with promoting, and uh, I, I try want to try and get those two involved in that side of it. Uh, I suppose they're the most reliable guys that were around me. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have done it unless those two were willing to come on board with me. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're about, we're less than three weeks away from your first show, uh, October the 7th. We'll talk uh, in detail about that show very soon, but less than three weeks away, Dave. Uh, where's your head at regarding uh, the, the show that's three weeks away and then you've got another one the week after? Uh, where's, where's your head at, at the moment? Um, I suppose it's the stress of, because obviously the world's moved on a little bit since 2020. Uh, there's not many shops open compared to when I was last, because I like to put posters out in shops, yeah, uh, as well as advertising online. Um, but even went out this Friday, just gone, and uh, the amount of shops that are closed, it might be a little bit harder to rely just on posters. And this one, again, doing these kind of things uh, on your show, because <clears throat> I suppose, again, the world's moved on. So there's other avenues that I have to reach out to. Yeah. I probably previously didn't do, which might have held us back a little bit as well. So you always did things. well with, with attendance, though, Dave. Your, your shows are always well attended. Yeah, again, most of it was posters uh, yeah. uh, promoting locally, but again, I think that's going to be a little bit harder with the amount of shops that have shut since twenty twenty. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it might be a, a little bit more difficult this time doing it. Uh, just promoting locally and I have to actually push the online stuff and again do things like this that Absolutely. I previously didn't do. <laughs> Absolutely well we'll do our very best to get the word out there and to promote your rep and coming shows but uh, I mean I, I was checking some of the your social pages and Brick King Pro social pages and there was one or two comments from fans uh, asking uh, you know what why didn't you decide to bring 4FW back? It had, what, 16-year history um, and uh, did exceptionally well. Some of the biggest names from all over the world came and supported your show and, and, and uh, worked your show. Uh, we'll talk more about 4FW later, but I, I see Brick King Pro as a bit of a, an evolution um, or the next step of what 4FW would have become. But uh, what's your rationale behind not bringing back 4FW and starting with an entirely different brand? because <clears throat> I've got Sammy and Benham on board, I sort of wanted a fresh, fresh start with it. And um, I think people under, underestimate how, how respected uh, British wrestling is. Mm. Uh, any talent you're bringing in, you find that they actually want to come over here. And I suppose I was always told that you don't need British in your name because you're from Britain. It doesn't make, you don't need that. But I think if you're trying to appeal to markets outside of just Britain, uh, I think that can appeal to fans from, say, Japan or America, knowing that 
uh, describing British Kingdom in the name, knowing where the product's coming from and potentially getting more eyes on a product, not just from in this country. Yeah. So that was the idea behind it. Plus having uh, Benham and Sammy on board, I didn't want to just go back to 4FW. I wanted to try and build this together. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And your your first show, um, I'd say less than three weeks away now, is going to be this one here, Saturday the 7th of October uh, from Gloucester. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's taking place in the Churchdown Community Centre in Gloucester. And I think that's, yeah, that's a, a venue you've you've used before previously, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, we've uh, run there m- multiple times. Um, I think early, quite early on as well, maybe 2008, 2009. We first ran it, um, but yeah, and I think we've we've been back there a couple of times, like maybe two thousand and thirteen sort of time as well. Yeah. So it's a really nice venue, really nice. And you felt that that was the ideal venue uh, to debut Brick King Pro? Yeah, I think it's a venue we could build. Not just even if the first one doesn't go as as well as it might have if I'd continued yeah. uh, running four FW. Um, but it's definitely a venue that I feel can be built. And uh, again, presentation wise looks really nice. So. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was kind of looking back uh, through my research, I, I think a lot of people uh, wrongly assume that 4FW was just yeah, a Swindon promotion, but you really did branch out yeah, and Gloucester yeah. and Bristol and Portishead. And you really were yeah. kind of more of a, a regional promotion, if anything. Yeah, I think it's because we only brought names in for Swindon, but we actually did for Portishead and Bristol as well. But um, I suppose we had the setup in Swindon as well, had a really good photographer who put the content out there. Yeah. Um, where maybe the other ones are a bit more low key. Um, we didn't really bring in all the uh, razzmatazz for the shows, I suppose. And um, so the, I suppose the focus was on Swindon, but that was more again for trainees coming through i wanted them to work hard on those other shows and see that like where they could get to for the next stage before they could potentially go on to the 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 next step yeah so doing these smaller shows with less of a setup and then into swindon with like the bigger setup and kind of make you feel a bit more of a star um i suppose ready for if they decide to take that next step to try and get to the bigger companies or or whatever. Yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. I'm just going to bring up that uh, show poster again, because um, <laughs> one thing that really struck me, you've got three words on there in particular that appear to be a bit of a slogan for British Kingdom professional wrestling going forward. Pure p- pro wrestling. Uh, why, why did you kind of uh, decide to kind of have those three words in particular? It appears to be a bit of a slogan going forward, Dave. Yeah, I just think it's it's missing. <laughs> it's it's it really is missing. Um, I think people tend to either be a character or they uh, tend to just uh, do high spot matches. Um, but I think the actual wrestling aspect is, is is missing. And I think that's something we work on in training. That's something that we present with our shows. And I think it's a, a, another way of being able to get uh, fans' eyes on the product. Absolutely. Because it is something that we're going to present. So, 
yeah looking forward to it and uh, let's talk a bit about the first show then i alluded to it just a moment ago from gloucester uh october the 7th and uh, it's going to be based around uh, a championship tournament isn't it and i think um initially there's going to be four quarterfinal matches i'm assuming two semi-final and then a final match so seven or eight matches in total on the night and we have uh, three matches that have been previously announced uh three quarterfinal matches and let's talk about them now dave and the the participants uh, what sort of a match we're likely to get between uh, the uh, individual uh, matches here. But the first one I'm going to flash up is uh, Jay Joshua and uh, Sammy Tahim. Um, obviously, Sammy, you mentioned him. He's one of the coaches at Breaking Pro Dojo. Um, yeah. Good friend of yours and uh, very uh, loyal to 4FW back in the day. Former 4FW heavyweight champion as well. Jay Joshua, I don't think uh, performed for 4FW unless I'm mistaken. But these two kind of big heavyweights, uh, striking wrestlers, they should put on a hell of a performance uh, in that quarterfinal match, shouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, this is coming back. There's a lot of new wrestlers that I haven't seen before. Um, Sammy has been training at New Wave um, while we wasn't doing anything. And he, he always mentioned uh, Jay Joshua and Nadia. Yeah. He always mentioned Jay Joshua. So I had a look at some of his stuff and I think the stuff he does and the way Sammy works, I think it'd be really good, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Hard hitting heavyweight wrestling. So. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of Jay Joshua and I think he carries um, that sort of uh, wrestling style that you, you enjoy. You mentioned, you know, pure pro wrestling and uh, he can mix it up in uh, various styles, uh, Jay Joshua. And uh, he's a striker. He's a submission wrestler. He's a typical heavyweight wrestler. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fantastic match for sure. Um, another quarterfinal match taking place on October the 7th from Gloucester is this one here. Uh, Tiger Ali versus Lee Hunter. And, uh, of course, Tiger Ali, I think uh, uh, a former three-time 4FW heavyweight champion, a former three-time junior 4FW uh, junior heavyweight champion, and a former uh, tag team champion as well. Uh, he's won titles in Japan. Lee Hunter, uh, renowned uh, tag team wrestler, formerly with his brother as well, but uh, really doing some fantastic stuff uh, in his solo work. But Tiger versus Lee, that's going to be a, ph a phenomenal match, isn't it? Yeah, Lee, Lee Hunt is probably up there with, uh, I'd say, in the top five uh, baby faces in the UK. Like, phenomenal worker. Uh, that's tag team stuff, and his single stuff is uh, really, really, really good. Um, mixing in with, they, I think they've done stuff, tag, a lot of tag work mm. against each other, because uh, Tiger Ali was in the Three Kings, uh, Lee Hunter was tagging his brother, and he'd always have one of the other guys in a like, six-man tag. Uh, but I don't think I don't think we ever did them in a singles singles match. So I'm really looking forward to that. Could be a first really time encounter. Um, and then the next quarterfinal match um, is former 4FW heavyweight champion the Stallion Chris Bronson against another former 4FW heavyweight champion and tag team champion uh, the English Lion Eddie Ryan. Uh, let's be honest, Dave. Two of the very best performers, workers, pro wrestlers in the UK right now. Um, Eddie's really kind of built a legacy for himself um, around the UK. And of course, he's just opened uh, the Lions Den uh, training school down in Plymouth. Uh, but the Stallion, 
similar to Eddie, he's got a, a long-standing history with yourself for FW and now with Brick King Pro. Um, I've got to kind of know both of these two very well, uh, working for Southwest Wrestling. Uh, and this is kind of a match that, you know, could really be a, a final match, let alone a quarterfinal match. Tell us about this match. Um, both both of them actually come through the school, uh, the 4FW training school. Um, but they, they know how I work, what I kind of want. And just just seeing them grow, I think, that, I think even four years ago, if they had worked a match, it'd be really good. So four, four years on from when I previously ran, I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. So, um, yeah, yeah they, they both know what, I, what I'm after. They both think the same sort of ways that I do in regards to professional wrestling. So um, it's definitely not a match to be under underestimated. That's for sure. Yeah. And I would say that all three of those quarterfinal matches are, are worthy kind of final matches for yeah. sure. So uh, it's going to be a shame for there to be a loser in any of those. But <laughs> uh, um, And of course, this is going to be a, a tournament set up. So there will be a, a fourth quarterfinal, which you'll, I'm sure, announce uh, during on your socials in the coming days and weeks. Um, and then that will kind of narrow down to two semifinals and a final all in the same night. So quite an exciting well, evening, no, really. The, I mean, fi I, the final actually take place in Swindon. So ah. we do the semifinals in Bristol the uh, week after. Yeah, and then the finals will be in. We're we're holding our first show in 2024 in Swindon. I'm glad, I'm glad you cleared that up. I'm glad you cleared yeah. that up, and that would make sense uh, with Swindon being the the spiritual uh, kind of hometown of uh, 4FW, and I'm sure it's going to have some uh, many great shows for Bricking Pro going forward. The following week, so you're going to be a busy guy in October. But the following week, uh, you've actually got this one here, October the 14th from Bristol, uh, Emerson Green, and. Uh, this is going to be a phenomenal show. Now, um, I think you mentioned that the the quarterfinal match, the semi-final matches are going to take place oh, on the same go, show. Actually. <laughs> there you go. But, but I think one match that's already been announced um, is this one here. Now, uh, Jack Selstrom uh, doing amazing things on the UK Indies. Uh, formerly WWE NXT UK, and of course Lee Hunter. Um, these two similar kind of stature, similar size, uh, both very very experienced workers, um, and that's going to be a great match, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we used Jack uh, previous because we was going to work with All Japan uh, Pro Wrestling um, before Aoki passed away. Um, we was actually uh, set to be have talent over from them and then we send talent over to all japan um and jack was one of the ones we was looking at because uh, we was using him as i think he was jack stars previously yeah. and so the plan was to send like him and tiger ali over to all japan but i haven't I, I think he was on our last show i can't remember but um again he's another talent that is since being in nxt um yeah really really uh especially with that new character oh he, he stands out he yeah he stands out from the crowd Absolutely. and that with his ring in ring work uh plus lee hunter <laughs> yeah it's going to be a really good match it really really is so that's the two shows that we have to look forward to in just three and four weeks time the 7th and the 14th of october um and uh, a great way to kick things off and like you say just to kind of uh, bed yourself in, kind of get you get yourself used to running shows again. Um, but yeah. uh, I'd say that it should be. Out. And, and thank you for kind of clarifying the kind of the, the tournament concept. So obviously for the yeah. uh, the first show, there will be additional kind of featured matches. 
um, and the semi-finals will, will take place. Uh, did you say on the 14th of um, October, some of the semi-finals? Yeah, it'd be the, uh, some of the semi-finals and then um, we'll hold the finals in Swindon for our first Excellent. show in 2024. There we go. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I know that um, there's been a lot of buzz regarding Brick King Pro um, and the partnership and the relationship that you've struck up and that you announced recently on your socials with uh, Dragon Gate Pro and uh, a fantastic accomplishment, um, a great promotion to be aligned with, Dave. Um, tell us a little bit about that partnership, how it all came about. Um, again, over the years, you have so many people come through our training school, um, but not just people from the UK. You have people come from all over Europe. Uh, there was uh, a lad that came from China. Um, he runs the Hong Kong Wrestling Federation. I think he still runs it. And he's a contact we made years ago. And as soon as I said I was coming back, he reached out to me straight away. He said, look, I'm, I work in the Dragon Gate office. I'd lo we'd love to do business, business with uh, what we're starting up. Because um, he knows how we, how we work. He's seen the guys we've brought over, how we look after them, how we treat them. So he instantly reached out to me. So, and it's obviously something I'm going to be interested in. Um, just from their talent, from everything they've done. Uh, yeah, phenomenal promotion. Yeah. And it'd be good to do business with them. And uh, a perfect fit for what you're trying to achieve with Brick yeah, and Pro. Yeah. And uh, like I say, 4FW had a similar mindset where kind of uh, it is very much modelled on kind of pure wrestling, professional wrestling, had a lot yeah. of Japanese influences. And I think uh, Brick and Pro is, is going to be very much in that same vein. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not saying we don't cater for the other things within professional wrestling. It's just, I think, to to pre present the product in in a in a way where it's not just a, a ring in a hall yeah uh, there's a bit of effort behind it so i want the wrestling um to present itself where believability people believe again um it's not just a bunch of stuff happening i want yeah. people to believe and then with the setup around it i think um yeah i think there's something missing i think i think we can add something I think we added something previously, but I think it was just there was just a disconnect somewhere, um, because everyone who attended, whether it be for the fans or all the wrestlers, they all absolutely loved it. So um, there was just a disconnect somewhere taking it to that next step. You know, when there was like that boom in British wrestling, yeah, we sort of uh, we were still doing really really good stuff, but we didn't quite take that that step. But I think there's a there's a gap there where maybe what we were doing previously can stand out uh, this time around. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the Dragon Gate talent that uh, you've already announced for 2024, a part of this very, very exciting partnership we have with Dragon Gate, Gate Pro Wrestling. And we're going to flash up some pictures here. Um, but uh, obviously you've got uh, Maduka uh, Kikuta. Uh, apologies if I've butchered that. Uh, of course, you've got Dragon Kid and uh shun skywalker tell us a bit about these three talents these three acquisitions and these three dragon gate pro uh wrestlers honestly big names um over in dragon gate and for any of my uh, english or maybe north american viewers that are watching this that aren't too familiar with those three um enlighten us dave tell us a bit about those three like uh, shun skywalker is a really good wrestler but with his character 
over the last year, I'd say. Um, honestly, it's so unique. It's such a unique talent to have over. Um, I can't wait to present him on shows over in the UK. Um, but he offers something different that nobody else has done. Like a really unique character. Um, An awesome look as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, everything about him. Uh, if, if you watch any of his like recent heel work, I've caught glimpses in preparation for this, but I haven't uh, taken yeah. a, a deep dive Honestly, into his work recently. I can't, I can't wait to to um, to present him uh, in this country because he. Honestly, his, his character is a character work is second to none, and he really stands out, really unique. Yeah. What about uh, some of the others? Dragon Kid. Dra- um... Dragon Kid uh, speaks for himself. Uh, phenomenal talent. Uh, he's been over to the UK a few times. I, I actually helped out on the Dragon Gate shows when they come over for the first time, and uh, yeah, just he speaks for himself. Where how good he is and it'd be good to have it. I think he hasn't been over him, but maybe 10 years, maybe. And he's a bit of a so, veteran of the Japanese scene as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's, <laughs> if you see the way he moves around, you wouldn't believe his age. Honestly, he moves around like he's 21 and he's actually one of the, one of the older guys at Dragon Gate. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't know it. And talk about uh, uh, Maduka Kikuta, um, an individual um, that I'm not too familiar with and uh, somebody that's going to take uh, Bricking Pro by storm, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think because uh, he, he, he made his debut view during that period of where we were sort of going into lockdown. And then um, so after they were having shows with no fans and stuff like that. So it's, it was hard, to, I suppose, to get the exposure that he might have got previously. But again, if you watch his work, it's all a lot of his work's built around his is having a big big ass. <laughs> but a lot of his spots are, and um, it's again really unique, really yeah. unique uh, the work he does. And again, another one I can't wait to have over. It'd be his first time over here, and um, they they've made him champion for a reason. Uh, you don't just become a champion in Dragon Gate. You have to have something extra special about you. And again, I can't wait to present him to the UK fans. Absolutely. We'll talk more about those three individuals as we look at some of the matches that have already been announced for 2024. And we've also got some exclusive matches uh, that will be announcing here live on Wrestling with Jonas over the uh, course of the interview. Um, another big big development that's going to be uh, happening in 2024 in conjunction with the partnership with Dragon Gate and uh, your 2024 lineup is uh, Recast. And uh, you're yeah. going to be streaming live and on demand through Recast. Tell us a little bit about that. A really, really exciting development. Back in the day, I was used to getting the, the four FW DVDs. Um, but yeah. uh, now uh, now you could watch it all on demand and uh, streaming as well. So tell us a bit about that day. Well, they reached out to me because, um, because of the four FW stuff previously. And they like the idea of what I'm trying to do. And they, they actually... They've got quite a big market in Japan as well, so that can work out quite handy. Um, give the fans in Japan an opportunity because we actually the amount of DVDs that we sold in Japan. Wow! Um, so it'd be a good opportunity to again for them to watch it live. Obviously, time differences and stuff. So um, yeah, it's just uh, it's something I didn't didn't take advantage of before. Yeah, we produced DVDs. Um, but there were shows that we didn't film. We had phenomenal talent over 
and we didn't make the most of it because once that show's finished, the, the income didn't continue on the shows we didn't film. So it's something I want to make sure that, and again, it's probably another reason why we didn't take that, that next step when everyone else was sort of um, growing and getting a bigger name. I think we lacked, and it weren't for a case of not trying. We got let down from a lot of people. We, we tried multiple different people and um, nothing seemed to click. We didn't, we didn't have an in, in-house crew that did it. So it was always relying on other people. And then we'd have a show booked. They might be booked elsewhere. And then you start looking for somebody else. And maybe that didn't quite work out. So we never really got a set crew in place. And that was one of the issues, I think, for not Absolutely. taking that, that bigger step forward. So this is something I really want to focus on this time. Yeah. And uh, uh, Go on, please carry on. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, uh, that's I, I was going to say... Really... <laughs> go on, I just want to really push out... Uh, uh, the, the product to the online market and because I think we do offer a really good product we did offer a really good product um but it was to get those eyes on it you have to you have to be streaming online you have to have it available uh for the fans to see else it be you become an unknown you're sort of hidden you're hidden away and uh it's something I would really want to focus on yeah, and one thing that really struck me when I went to the four FW shows was the the, the level of uh, presentation, the production values, the the, the lights, uh, yeah, the, the whole razzmatazz, and you kind of, uh, I'm guessing that you're looking to bring back that same level and professionalism regarding the the production, the production values, and the the whole presentation um, in the live yeah. shows. Yeah, probably probably not for October because I think <laughs> again I've got to bed myself into mm. into this because. Because I don't just hire things in, I get involved, I set things up, I, I, I get involved. So I don't want to add too much pressure to myself uh, for October uh, because it is, is stressful promoting. Uh, and when you've got all these other bits on top, things go wrong. The more things you bring in, the more things can go wrong and it's more pressure. So I, I don't want to add that pressure to myself for October, but I just want to bed myself in gently for October and then start applying these things uh, from January onwards, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Let's talk about uh, some of the shows that are set to take place in January then. And uh, it all kicks off, and uh, you mentioned it, we alluded to it earlier on, uh, Battle Kingdom from the Denry Theatre in Swindon, and I believe this is the location there, a, a beautiful-looking theatre, beautiful-looking venue um, where Brick King Pro are going to be presenting its first show of 2024. Um, tell us a little bit about the venue, because I believe that that is quite possibly a brand-new venue to yourself um, and uh, yourself as a promoter, Dave. Uh, yeah, so um, obviously I was running Mecca in Swindon before, which is a really nice venue. Um, as the pandemic was coming to an end uh, the owner of the venue was trying to get me to run but I didn't feel comfortable running shows where people had to wear masks and uh, the atmosphere wouldn't be there so I was like I'm not ready to run yet once it all calms down I'll run again and he actually got another promotion in there um, so when decided to come back I was speaking to three different venues and as soon as I saw, I went and visited this venue, I just fell in love with it. It's, it's so good, such a nice venue. The acoustics in it is going to be really good. 
yeah absolutely and yeah. uh really beautiful looking venue um yeah, and uh, a, a couple of the matches that have already been announced uh for battle kingdom um and the first match is an exclusive match um that you're happy to announce here on wrestling with Jonas. it's going to be tiger ali versus eddie ryan um so yeah. tell us a little bit about uh this match here these two i'm sure have had their battles before um yeah. and uh, two of the very best in the uk tiger ali um i say I, I i'm i'm kind of a huge supporter of tiger ali for various reasons i've seen him in some amazing matches that will live with me forever um very much kind of hasn't really branched out as much as i would have hoped no. um but certainly one of the best wrestlers in the uk um and uh, coming onto more and more people's radars all the time that match against uh, eddie will be a banger won't it yeah again uh, both have come through uh, the training school uh the, the the stuff they did previously was really good so with the extra experience again eddie sort of went off and branched out and made a really really big name for himself um i just want to see what they can do now and uh yeah it should be really good again ali doesn't get on as many shows he should do i don't, I don't know why uh, maybe maybe it's because uh he's not really clicky i suppose if that makes sense yeah um but you you'll always get 100 percent out of him he's a really nice guy and I, I don't know why he's not everywhere um but it'd be good if he could sort of branch out like eddie did and uh, make a bigger name because he should be seen uh everywhere um but again that's that's one of the plans this time as well not so much it's not that he said oh can i run this and try and get my name out there I know how good he is. So if I can help him uh, get his name out there through this, because some of the matches he did have was absolutely phenomenal. And oh. I don't know why more promotions didn't didn't um, check him out or give him a chance. Like give him a chance and you'll, you'll see. You'll see how good he is. Yeah. Well, wasn't he flown out to Mexico and main evented yeah, against yeah. Ultimo Dragon in front of thousands of people? Yeah, um, yeah. 20,000 to... fans in, uh, in Mexico <laughs> uh, in the main event. And again, he, he, he probably worked more abroad than he has in the UK. Yeah. For different promotions. And it's, it's bonkers to think that you've got a talent in this country that is unique, that doesn't get the bookings that he should do. Yeah, he, he tries. Yeah. He tries to reach out there, but I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a disconnect somewhere. I don't, I don't know what that is, but um, but I, I saw. I suppose I've sort of. I've always had a bad rep, I suppose, of not reaching out to people or being more approachable, and that's just just my personality. I like to keep myself to myself, and like most people won't even know what I look like uh, for FW fans previously. Yeah, until because now. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I didn't put myself out there. So, um, and I think maybe he's the same way. He doesn't necessarily reach out, but I think his work, people should be should be approaching him because he stands out. Yeah, one of the best talents in the UK for sure. Yeah. Um, and then what I think is going to be the main event of your first show back in Swindon, or quite possibly one of the main events, Shun Skywalker versus Dragon Kid. Now, I know that you personally must be very excited for this matchup and what sort of uh, display, what sort of um, exhibition they're going to put um, in front of the fans in Swindon at the Denery Theatre. Uh, this is going to be, like I say, a wonderful match to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this, um, again, is a new venue for us. We've, we've got to come back with a bang to try and make sure 
um, get new fans and uh, previous fans from before uh, get into a different venue, um, but offering them something that's different. It's different at that match. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a match. That, if if we get them into the venue, it's going to blow the blow them away, and it sets us up for what we do moving forward. Absolutely. I think uh, you have to you have to present something that that they wouldn't necessarily get a chance to see without going to Japan, and um, something that is going to get them out of their seats. And may, like again, the local fans might not necessarily know who they are, but they they will do once that show's finished. And then once we do things moving forward, once we announce there's a Dragon Gate guy on there, they're going to be excited for it. Oh, because yeah, obviously absolutely. when you're promoting locally, they don't necessarily know these these bigger names. So, um, but our, our plan is once they're in that building, once they see it, they'll be asking for us to bring talent like that back. And, uh, and then eventually we can start putting our guys in with them. And, um, Again, try and build it like we did for FW, I suppose. Absolutely. And uh, it's going to be a busy weekend uh, because you've got that show on the Saturday. And then the very next day, uh, you've got uh, New Year Resolution, Sunday the 14th of January. Uh, and that is going to be uh, Church Down Again, Gloucester. Um, possibly the, the same venue as your opening show in just a few weeks' time. Uh, nothing so far announced for that show. Um, but I, I know... Uh, the day before, you will have crowned your uh, first ever Brick King Pro heavyweight champion. So I'm sure that we'll yeah. see an appearance from him on uh, uh, Resolution. Yeah, and uh, the Dragon Gate guys are on that show too. Uh, we will be announcing matches. Obviously, we want to get this um, October Church Down show um, wrapped up. And then we'll start announcing matches uh, <clears throat> for Gloucester in January. Absolutely. Let's have a look at two more shows uh, that you've got taking place um, also in the month of January, I believe. Now, the first one is going to be uh, from the Oxford Academy, uh, Beechcroft Hall, Kingdom Royale, Saturday, the 20th of January. There's the official poster. I've got to say, Dave, and I'm going to big you up here. The artwork is pretty damn amazing. Um, all your handiwork, of course. We'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. We've got four matches already announced, um, and I think uh, one, of, or at least one of these is, is an exclusive. The first match yeah. that I think is already out on your socials is Wild Boar Mike Hitchman versus Sammy Sahin. Um, th that is going to be a fantastic contest. We spoke earlier about Sammy versus Jay Joshua, and I think Sammy versus Wild Boar is going to be another one of them five fast-paced, hard-hitting matches um, that you have to be there to witness. Yeah, again, Sammy underutilised uh, in the UK. Um, I know how good that match is going to be. And uh, uh, people might not have seen Sammy before, might be thinking, oh, could have put Wild Boar in. But once they actually witness this match, um, it again, Sammy is phenomenal. There's, He's up there with those guys, do you know what I mean? But he hasn't had the eyes on him that he, he probably should have. And again, yeah. it's one of those. I don't I don't know why, but this time we're going to try and correct that and um, let people see how make people see how good he is by giving him these these matches. 
I remember seeing Sammy against, uh, I think it was Juventud Guerrero uh, several years ago, probably 2015 now um, in the Mecca and a great match that those two put on. I think he, he must have been really, really young at the time, but a great match and a great show. Uh, now, I, I mentioned that we might have one or two exclusives. Uh, we have one earlier on. Another uh, exclusive uh, for the show in Oxford is going to be Niwa versus the English Lion, Eddie Ryan. These two know each other very, very well. They've been up and down the road many, many times. Niwa has been uh, playing his trade on a full-time basis in the UK for the last year or so. Um, one of the uh, the trainers at Joel Redmond's school, um, All-Star Wrestling South. Um, but uh, uh, two phenomenal heavyweights here. And yeah. uh, they need little introduction, to be honest with you, Dave. Uh, but these two, I think, are going to put on a, a masterclass of a match um, over in Oxford, aren't they? Yeah, I've, I've only just come across Niwa's work. Um, but he looks like a wrestler. He looks good. Um, Eddie's... Uh, bigged him up to me as well um so yeah i'm really looking forward to that match again i've only just come across his stuff uh just by watching his stuff he definitely stands out and that's what i like to try and present it's something a little different uh talent that stand out give an opportunity and uh put on match it i want to see heavyweight wrestling there's, there's a lack of it and uh it'd be good to to watch a hard-hitting heavyweight wrestling match yeah, I think I, I first had exposure to Niwa, I think, at a progress show back in 2018 or 2019. Uh, but before that, he obviously played his trade in New Zealand for many years. And then he spent a, a number of years over in Mexico, CMLL, yeah, yeah. Uh, before coming over here to the UK. So he's well-travelled and uh, yeah. he is legitimately the real deal. Again, he'll add something different. And that's that's what I want to present. Something, Absolutely. Something different. Well, what about this one here then, Dave? Uh, the Stallion, Chris Bronson ag against Brian Kendrick. Now, Brian Kendrick uh, is going to pop up a little bit later on, but uh, a huge name uh, over in North America, former WWE, uh, former TNA, of course. Um, what Brian Kendrick hasn't done isn't worth speaking about. To be honest, would be one of the most experienced pros in the business going up against the Stallion. Um, I think these two, once again, is going to put on a fantastic match um, in uh, in Oxford, um next year 2024 yeah again when i when uh bronson started coming through the school he was getting opportunities again there was plans to send him to all japan to the dojo to train um but because obviously everything happened from 2020 uh he didn't get the opportunities that he probably should have so he probably even further along had he got those opportunities presented to so imagine how good like how good he is now imagine how good he could have been like uh, as soon as he stepped foot in that training school you just there was something about him you just instantly knew he's got something about him and um if i wish i was able to give him those opportunities over the last four years because uh, christ knows where he'd be right now yeah and, and Brian, is, Brian Kendrick is a, a big name to bring over as well, Dave. Yeah, Brian yeah. Kendrick, yeah. a big name, a big connection, and someone that's really going to add something to Brick King Pro. But he does stuff with NXT with the, the guys in NXT, right? So if he can pass on whatever knowledge and fill his uh, Bronson's head with as much knowledge as possible that he probably previously didn't get during that period, um, if he can add those things that Brian Kendrick's going to, uh, teach him in the match and in the seminar um, and he can add it to what he does I think uh, again we've got a really good uh, uh, 
uh, talent on our hands in this country. Absolutely. We've got uh, a couple more matches to talk about, uh, but the, what is likely to be uh, one of the main event matches for that show in Oxford on the 20th of January is this one here. Sean Skywalker yeah. versus Maduka uh, Kikuta. This is going to be, we, we spoke earlier about Sean versus uh, Dragon Kid, um, but uh, this match is going to be another one of those matches that you kind of have to be there to witness with your own eyes. It's going to be uh, a match that you're going to be talking about with your mates for weeks, if not months afterwards, aren't you? Yeah, so Kakuto uh, won the bout from Shin Skywalker, and that that got oh, rated wow. uh, the Dragon Gate match of the year. Uh, so that tells you how good that, that match is going to be. It's Dragon Gate match of the year. Um, yeah, so again, it's a match that we get to put on uh, in the United Kingdom, and it's a it's a rare opportunity to see these two that put on uh, Dragon Gate match of the year. Um, so imagine what they can they're going to do over here and again the opportunity to put it on yeah yeah and with this venue as well this Oxford venue (laughs) uh we was actually going to run it side by side with the Swindon venue with the same setup and stuff like that so I don't know if you remember when we was bringing Cody Rhodes in yeah and then he pulled out uh twice so the two times we tried to run that venue and we still drew really well but um obviously everything changed so i think there's so much potential in that venue that we didn't get to um utilize uh when we were trying previously so hopefully this time nothing goes wrong and we get a chance to actually uh put on a, an amazing show in this venue absolutely and uh, the final show we're going to talk about uh, for now anyway is this one here kingdom of glory sunday the 21st of january uh from the arrowvale sports center in redditch and uh here is the venue here a beautiful venue um and uh, yeah i believe possibly the first time you've used this venue as well dave but uh, a great venue yeah. for a wrestling audience and a great venue for brick king pro yeah yeah it's um quite an intimate venue so it's 250 seats, but um, I like the layout of it. So with a setup in there, um, yeah, really looking forward to running that venue. There's something unique about it. So. Absolutely. And the, the uh, final match we're going to talk about um, from that same show is going to be this one here. This is possibly an exclusive once again, Tiger Alley versus Maduka Kikuta. And uh, we, we kind of praised Tiger Ali earlier and the same for Kakuta. Um, but these two get an opportunity to clash. Um, and let's just bring up the, the poster again. That's going to be Sunday, the 21st of January um, in Redditch at that fantastic venue. And uh, I'd say another match worth the price of admission alone. That's the only match we've gotten out so far for that show. Um, uh, but yeah. uh, on, on the strength of that one match graphic, uh, that should be enough to do very well for your ticket sales. But tell us a bit about what sort of a match we can expect between those two in particular. Again, it's just, uh, it's going to be unique. And uh, it's something, that, a match that's going to going to stand out. It's, uh, in, it's not often you're going to get these kind of matches in this country. But again, it's a chance for Ty Raleigh to showcase what he can do. Uh, like I've seen loads of his matches in Japan, uh, Tiger Ali, and he, the way he works with like the Japanese talent, uh, again, I'm really looking forward to this. Got a, yeah. a real chance to, to stand out and again, uh, go hopefully goes back to the office. Uh, the Dragon Gate guys say how much they enjoyed it and how good the talent are, 
and again progress uh, what we're trying to achieve with with the partnership so it's not just one-sided if that makes sense absolutely but uh, we spoke uh, very briefly about six fantastic shows the two in october and the four uh, in january uh, you've got shows already on sale for february but we won't talk about them uh, at this time uh, anyway but those six shows that we've just highlighted fantastic shows amazing talent uh, fantastic uh, talent coming over from dragon gate as well and some of the finest uk talent as well so uh, congratulations you've uh, kind of got the makings of uh, what should be six amazing shows that you must be very proud with what you've already announced then Dave? Uh, yeah again it's, it's sort of off the back of what I did previously which I think went under the radar a little bit and um, again we the, the amount of Japanese talent we had over that we ran uh, we put on in, in the smaller shows that didn't maybe get the eyes so like Katara Suzuki against Tiger Ali like a phenomenal match again wasn't filmed for um, for reasons uh, I'm going to try and prevent for this time and uh, it's matches that these guys were having not just Tiger Ali um, Sammy uh, a lad we had called Antonio De Luca um, Eddie Ryan uh, all the matches they had with us previously that, it, that aren't out there um, I get a chance to showcase that again with more experience uh, from my side as well promoting and their side uh for what they've um, learned over the years. So Absolutely. stuff we were doing in 2009, imagine 2023 with all the uh, experience they've got. So yeah, really looking very exciting. It. Very exciting. Uh, a question that came through earlier before we went live, and it's from uh, uh, ringing out a friend of mine, Jake Pugh. And Jake asks, uh, what are your goals or plans for British Kingdom Pro Wrestling for the future? So obviously we've, we've kind of mapped out um, certainly, the, you know, October and January going into 2024. Do you have like a, a bigger vision or bigger plans for Bricking Pro further down the line or as we head further into 2024, maybe? Yeah, so I want to create um, uh, working partnerships with different promotions around Europe. Uh, Mexico, America, uh, and obviously we've already announced the one in Japan. Um, I want to bring, I think I always had a good eye for talent. Like when I was bringing in Kenny Omega or Prince Devitt before they, they blew up, I was, I was bringing these names in. And I think there's so many talent that are wrestling abroad that don't maybe have the eyes on them. Mm. So I want to be able to maybe bring them over here before then known um and also try and get our talent out to those places too um and so it's not just about what's happening here i want i want to try and make a bigger thing and connect uh, again previously i probably didn't connect with as many people as i should have um it's not because i'm ignorant or anything like that it's just i i, I stay in my own little bubble um I'm not really a, a social person, so um, but I want to try and do that a bit more this time. Reach out, build partnerships, build relationships, and um, give opportunities to our not just our guys coming through the school talent that we bring in to wrestle on the shows, to give them an opportunity to maybe go abroad, and um, yeah, so it's not just about what we're doing. I want to try and um, build a community, I suppose, amongst different promotions in different areas and give people opportunities Absolutely. I, think, I think the time is right for that sort of thing um especially with 
I suppose the bigger companies signing talent left, right and centre. You always need fresh talent. And um, yeah, I think there's plenty of talent abroad as well that could be seen over here that um, maybe might not get the opportunity. But again, if I didn't take the chance on all these these talents that um, I bought over before they were bigger names, uh, they might not have returned the favour later down the line, like Kenny Omega, uh, when I was in a hole with Kenny uh, with Cody Rhodes, like literally within forty eight hours, we'd sorted something out and managed to bring him on a show to replace Cody. Um, had I not brought him over when less people knew him, like that might not have happened when his name had already blown up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, just totally. finding finding the talents and bringing them over before people maybe know who they are, and um, yeah, to see where it grows from there. Let's talk a bit about uh, the dojo now then, uh, Brick King Pro Dojo, because uh, I believe it officially opened back in uh, April, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you're the head, head coach, head trainer there, as you were with 4FW, of course. Um, <clears throat> how good is it for you to be back training, back coaching again, doing what you love um, after a few years of not doing that, Dave? Um. I missed it. The amount of people that were telling me, oh, when you are asking, when are you going to open a school? Can you please open a school? And um, I wasn't necessarily, because obviously I wrestled for a little bit. I wasn't like a great wrestler, but I definitely got eye for talent and um, eye for training. And um, even though I didn't really have a long wrestling career, I, um, I learned. I continue to learn and every I learn every time I brought someone in, I'd be watching, I'd be learning. So, so I'm progressing too, even though I'm not wrestling on the shows, I'm taking every single thing in that they're teaching and, um, students, maybe when they're at seminars, they don't necessarily take in all these things cause they're doing it as well, where I'm sort of stepping back watching, I take it in and it, uh, I soak it up like a sponge. And, um, I suppose I, I miss, I miss it. I miss producing talent and I have produced like a lot, a lot of talent. And, um, I think I can continue that. And with Benham and Sammy on board who think like I, I think, and, uh, again, have the eye for detail. Um, I think we've got a really good chance to uh, produce more talent, but I sort of, um, not necessarily into the, uh, anyone can train type mentality as well and i think that's why we produced good talent because if you if you couldn't hack the warm-ups if you couldn't hack certain things we did um you get to bring the best through because the best yeah. stick it out if that, if that makes sense mm. and i sort of we, we sort of want to try that again i think there's a little bit of that missing in british wrestling i think there's quite an easy road in and I don't think it should be that easy because um, when I first, I wanted it to be harder. Like it was too easy, but all the stories I read, the books I read, um, it was hard. Like, so, so when I was training and coming through, I was like, why is it not hard? I don't understand. I've read all this stuff. It should be hard because it is hard. If you're getting an easy path in, like, you're, you're going to have a massive shock. Uh, later on down the line because it is hard so to be ready for that you have to train hard 
you have to train hard. And uh, I sort of want to keep that that mentality that we had with 4FW and um, use it with British Kingdom Pro as well. And I know there is a lot of that now, like I'll let any, anybody should fit in. Oh, I don't necessarily think that's true. Not in a nasty way. It's because it is hard. And um, but I, again, I think you bring the best people through that way. Yeah. So I'd rather 10 really good and they commit and put the time in or in the gym than having say 30 that um, don't necessarily. Does that make sense? Totally, so, totally get it. Yeah. And uh, here are the, here's the facilities. Now this is a bit of a before um, and, yeah. uh, and after. And uh, like yeah. I say, I'm, I'm sure that the facility, the unit is progressing all the time. I absolutely love the mural, the artwork on the on the black wall at the back there. Uh, but tell us a little bit about the unit. Tell us a bit about the facilities and what it in particular has to offer. Well, um, the, it's the same place that we actually ran before, but I wanted to put a bit more um, effort into it this time. So it's not just in ring training, you've got the mats on the outside. Um, but also we've got a bit of exercise equipment and um, it will progress. It'll keep progressing as we go, but I want it to be a facility where everything's there um, that you need to become a professional wrestler. And um, But that will keep developing as we're going. Um, it's really expensive to set up. <laughs> so we need to try and obviously claw claw money back before we start putting, putting back in. Um, but not bad for a starting point and um i tried to what was missing from when i ran it before and tried to add that this time um yeah so again something that i keep progressing as we're going absolutely and, and i understand you've got uh training sessions every let's see i think you've got three days a week monday wednesdays and thursdays for the adults and you've got young lions training sessions on saturdays dave um so uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that because you train three times a week with the kind of uh, the seniors and uh, juniors yeah. at the weekends yeah so we were doing sundays but because i suppose there's so many classes it was disjointed you'd have multiple people turn up at monday maybe too tired to train the next day then they'd come the thursday and then maybe not on the sunday so what we did is we withdrew the sunday session and as the as we start filling up the monday wednesday and the thursday and then we will reopen the uh sunday session for the adults um but the plan is that again the more we get the better they get we're, we'll open on a saturday for them and uh give them as much training as possible and like value for their money because I suppose when I first started running full-time training, we were charging £45 a month. And now you're sort of where we are in the world now, charging £75 a month. Um, I want to try and make sure that that's value for their money. Yeah. I know 45 to 75 now, we're in completely different times. But in my head, it's like, that's oh, a big jump up. and But I want to offer as as much as they they can handle i suppose but what i don't want is an empty session one day full another day i want to try and um get the trainees that can train certain days filling up those sessions and then i'll open up uh more as we go Absolutely. and uh with the junior junior session on saturday again tiger ali sammy um they actually came through our junior sessions that we do so if we hadn't run them, 
we might not have have those uh, but sammy actually runs those sessions yeah uh, again full of character the kids absolutely love him and um again if we can produce the next lot of talent because uh even talent that aren't around nowadays that we were bringing through come through that junior session like owen phoenix um Malkin Aslan. Um, these are guys that would have been really, really good, but they all come through our junior sessions. So we don't want to neglect that. So we made sure that we were running a junior session as well. And uh, I've got some pictures of the, of the, of the team. There's obviously uh, Benham or Tiger Alley over on the left-hand side. I, th- is, I think that's yourself that he's got yeah, his arm around. <laughs> um, in the middle there, definitely recognise Sammy and uh, Chris Bronson and uh, Nathan Bain on the far right there. So a good little team. Um, and there's a closer look at the facility. Um, like I say, I think the, the colours of the unit just really pop and make it more fun. But uh, like I say, a, a good little setup there and a good little team behind yeah. you with with Tiger and with Sammy helping you out. Um, and uh, I mean, are you, are you looking to kind of develop your the, the dojo or maybe your sessions even further or maybe add more people to your team, more, co- more coaches? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, definitely as we go. Um, obviously, um, I'd, I'd bring do seminars as well. Again, Eddie come through us. He's got his own training school. Uh, as we develop our train trainees, we start bringing in people like Eddie to run seminars and stuff like that because they know how he knows how I tick. Yeah. So he sort of know what I want, but he can give them stuff that he's learned along along the way, and. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely be adding adding as we go. But at the moment, it's it's because I think previously we had a lot of people travel to us, but there's more schools open now, so the likelihood of that happening this time around um, isn't like it was uh, previously. So it's so we will have to promote more locally because um, where people move from, like Italy, like Antonio De Luca moved from Italy, trained with us. And um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be because most countries will have their own training uh, facilities now. Um, but again, with the shows, you build a reputation and then hopefully people see what we do and they think, I, I want to train now, I want to be involved. And um, but I think we, we, have, we do a really high standard of training. And I think um, as it grows and as it develops, I think along with the shows, I think... Uh, yeah, I think it'd do really good. And something else that is quite exciting and another exclusive for Wrestling with Jollers is you have uh, an open day uh, for the dojo, Sunday the 3rd of December, uh, between the hours of 10.30 and 2.30 uh, that day. Uh, at, at the dojo, I'm guessing, Dave, and tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, the open day and what you're hoping to achieve from that. That's correct. Um, again, so show students that maybe train elsewhere that might want to come check it out like show them what we offer and um give them another option um it's also if if talent want to come down to it because it's i'm not going to go to shows and scout talent maybe like i did previously um so it's an opportunity if people wanted to come down and show what they can do like i'll be i'll be watching and uh it'd be a foot in the door We've got lots of exciting things coming up. I think we're going to be quite an exciting promotion to want to work for. 
Um, but again, I'm not going to be out on the road checking out other shows. So it's an opportunity for maybe people um, along with new students if and trainees at Train Elsewhere, if they want to pop along, but also workers, if they want to get there, get seen by us. I'm not saying they necessarily do, but it's an opportunity if they, if they yeah. want to. Um, but I think when, when promotions done like done things like that before it'd be sort of an open day but we charge you money to uh, attend and it's like well if you're looking for talent why are you charging like you, you get them to come down so you can actually see the talent so it's not a money-making scheme i actually want to find talent so if talent want to come down and join in with the open day see what we offer and um yes yeah, see if they can maybe be a part of the product Absolutely. so yeah ideally local promotion <laughs> local promotion to get new students in if students train elsewhere if they want to come and see what we do um and again if talent want to come along and showcase what they can do um we'll be watching so how can they get in touch we did, how um, can they be a part of that dave um just through the email which is through the website contact at britishkingdompro.com and if they want to join in and be a part of it and showcase what they do Again, this, I think it's a good way of if, if you've got a good friend who's local to you and maybe but if you want to come, you want to branch out. Um, it's a bit of fuel money to get there and you get get a chance to be looked at. And and again, I might try and get Eddie Ryan down who's got his training school. He's going to be running academy shows and again, get eyes get eyes on, on you yeah. that you might not necessarily get. Because uh, uh, I've had it since we've uh, started British Kingdom Pro, the amount of emails I've had and messages I've had saying, like asking for work, like this would probably be the best way for me to actually book you because I can actually see you in person rather than watching a video or uh, reading your CV. So Good point. Yeah, so that'd be the plan. We will obviously push it out more, more as we go. And again, I think the shows we're going to be running and the setup we're going to have, I think people should want to be a part of it. And this would be the easiest way to be looked at. And uh, we mentioned these three individuals earlier, but you've got some very exciting seminars lined up for 2024 as well. Uh, you've got uh, Dragon Kid doing his <laughs> seminar, uh, and that's going to be Friday the 12th of January. You've got Sean Skywalker uh, Wednesday the 17th of January, and uh, the very next day, Thursday the 18th of January, with Brian Kendrick. So, uh, three awesome opportunities once again for uh, your, your current trainees or uh, anybody that might be interested in popping down to have a seminar with any one of those three awesome talents yeah and like uh, shin skywalker is actually here for a week so i have been going back and forth about maybe a week-long camp um again uh, with shin skywalker um which we've we've done uh week-long camps previously and they've gone down really well uh, again, if the interest is there, it's something that we could potentially do while he's over. Um, but we want, like Brian Kendrick's going to offer something a little different. Dragon Kid actually um, uh, is the trainer at the Dragon Gate Dojo. Wow. So again, if that's, if that's some, somewhere you want to get to, like, there's no better opportunity than being seen by the guy that's running the, the dojo um but yeah three three different um seminars 
I know both of those are from Dragon Gate, Shun Skywalker and Dragon Kid, but I think they're going to offer something uh, different. Shun Skywalker spent a lot of time in uh, Mexico, so there'll be different um, different aspects that they'll be teaching. And uh, but we always ran lots of seminars, lots of different seminars, from Juven Two to DDP to um, Christ, loads, so many, and they're, they're they're all different. So you learn something from each of these people, and that's how you become a better. A professional wrestler so but the opportunity's there we're presenting it and if people are interested again via the website just get in contact absolutely and i think you said that was a uh, contact at uh british pro uh british british, british kingdom pro kingdom pro.com yeah. contact yeah. at british kingdom pro.com <clears throat> There we go. We'll make sure the link to that is in the description to this show. So just click on that or go straight to the website or through any of their socials and that'll take you straight to the website and uh, go to the contacts page to show your interest. Now, as I, as I said at the top of the interview, Dave, um, I was a bit of a 4FW fan, uh, lived and worked in Swindon for many years, saw a, a number of 4FW shows at the Mecca, always a great occasion, uh, always great matches and great shows put together. Um, but uh, I want to take a little bit of a, a fun trip down memory lane now and i've got some some pictures and for those that uh remember that was the kind of well i think that was probably the, the second incarnation of the uh of the logo but so many awesome shows are going to bring up some some show graphics here some show posters obviously carlito there shelton benjamin kenny omega who uh helped you out of a hole when cody rhodes kind of dropped out on you and i know kenny did a couple of shows for i think about three shows for you john morrison there ted dibiase ultimo dragon Tiger Alley had a tremendous match against Omega. Um, and of course, I was at this show here when uh, Alberto Del Rio or El Patron uh, versus Rey Mysterio, a, a brilliant, brilliant match. Um, and uh, so many awesome memories, so many awesome cards and uh, talent that came down. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's this <laughs> bringing back, some, bringing back some good memories for you there, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, and stress. Uh, like a few stories, <laughs> like the uh, Pentagon Junior and yeah. Drago, we had on with Kenny Omega, and um, oh, the amount of stress. Uh, something happened with their flight, so, so we had to book. So their flight was expensive, both of them. So we had to book another flight just to make sure they were there, and it was so close to them actually being at the venue. No. So, <laughs> but it was spend a few more thousand or let people down and uh, the amount of stress, like people wouldn't know because obviously they performed on the night, but the amount of stress to, to get that show uh, to happen was, uh, yeah. That's where the, the crack started happening, the stress <laughs> level. Same, same with Rey Mysterio. And um, so we was actually gonna do Rey Mysterio versus Kenny Omega. Um, and we had Dal Rio booked on another show in Reading and a venue we was gonna run. And um, so after we announced Ray Mysterio, I was speaking to Kenny, he was really up for it. And then I got told it had to be Ray versus Dal Rio. Oh. So there was two shows of income that then merged into to one show. And uh, again, that's that's where the stress really started to, to kick in. Again, so I've been doing this since 2004, 2005. And it took to that point. Um, so that had been like 10 years later just after um, the crack started to happen, the amount of stress that um, was put upon me uh, running those kind of shows. So it's all 
all good for the fans, I suppose. They get to see the talent, <laughs> the amount of stress that goes. No wonder you've given it. yourself four years off to recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm doing those shows in October, just to make sure <laughs> my ticker can handle it. So. But then having to work with talent like John Morrison, for example, uh, Jonathan Gresham kind of, Jonathan Gresham was probably 10 years ago now, uh, Fergal Devitt, Prince Devitt before, yeah. like you say, before he exploded. Um, I booked and, him and on so that. Many I actually, actually booked him on MySpace. <laughs> I kept messaging him. No way. I was, watching his, <laughs> I was watching his stuff in Japan and um, I, before he went to like New Japan, he was running shows and he, he reached out to like book me on uh, one of his shows that he was running uh, it never materialised but I always remembered his name and um, I started watching his stuff in New Japan and I just messaged him on MySpace and he said like, because you don't like have pictures of yourself everywhere uh, you're you're probably um, not so much of a, a fanboy I suppose and um, yeah so I, I managed to book him through MySpace and uh, same with Kenny Omega I was I, managed to book him on Facebook because there wasn't pictures of myself plastered everywhere. <laughs> we're this, we're that. So you sort of saw that as, I suppose, not being egotistical. You could probably speak to me and deal with me rather than uh, I'm this and I'm that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's helped me out as well as being a detriment to moving for FW forward. And I was also at the show at the Mecca when you had uh, X-Pac down and he was involved in that oh, six-man yeah. uh, main event. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I kind of saw him in the meet and greet before the show as well. Really, really nice, down-to-earth, friendly guy. Um, and uh, you even, guys, even yeah. in, you know, such a tremendous <laughs> talent. Uh, I think it was probably 2015, doing some wonderful things. Uh, but uh, and, and that was also the same show where you had um uh will osprey versus mark haskins and that yeah, was the first yeah. time that i saw will in the flesh um and i think the following week those two were involved in progress super strong style and um i think uh, will probably won the championship um not soon after uh, not long after at progress but yeah like i say you, you've introduced me to uh, a lot of wonderful uk talent and uh like i say that that show including x-pac that was a good show yeah um Minus, I suppose, minus X Pac. It weren't, he weren't, he's probably one of the ones I didn't enjoy. Oh, really? Over. <laughs> yeah, just little things that were agreed upon beforehand and um, changed as, as it was going. I, I didn't like that. I sort of like to know what's going on. Yeah. Let the fans know what they can expect at, say, the meet and greets and things not to change as, as we're going along. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that probably one of the, yeah. Not not too keen on that one. <laughs> yeah. But we've had lots of names over where yeah, really good, really nice. Um, they actually put the effort in and uh go that little extra mile for you. Um, but that was one of the few actually. There was only a few that I weren't too keen on, and that was one of them. Yeah. And just from the um... second we picked him up, from the second we picked him up to uh yeah, to the actual show. <laughs> I might speak to you after this uh, about yeah. another about an American wrestler that I've got to pick up from the airport in a couple of months' time and just uh, how to handle him. But uh, I mean, I, I think probably about that same year, um, I saw an absolutely amazing match, and it will live with me forever. Tiger Alley versus uh, Doug Williams, and uh, I think Doug was a champion. I think Doug retained the championship, but that match just had all the drama, had all the action. Um, that on the, 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 the three, the three kings on the outside. That was at the Mecca. 
Um, yeah, the, re- think... the Rey Mysterio show, I think that was. Yes, yeah, same that's show, same of, show. That's one, of, that's, that's one of my favourite matches. Like Trim- yeah. storytelling, crowd oh. involvement. Honestly, it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of, one my, of my favorite things. matches ever. And I, yeah. I spoke to Tiger Alley um, a couple of days later, and he just underplayed it as if it was just another day at the office. And, uh, <laughs> just, no, seriously, it is one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. And I told I, Doug I, I, as well a couple of years later, and uh, you know, yeah. just tremendous match. Yeah, so that's one of my out of all the shows uh, matches that we put on. That's that's definitely up there with the um, the best one that we put on. Absolutely, um, it had everything, everything that wrestling is. it was in that match what other fond memories do you have of uh, 16 years of 4FW then and uh, you kind of spoke there about uh, some of your your favourite and not so favourite memories of 4FW but there must be some other highlights for you Dave Um, bringing the talent through did you ever see Antonio De Luca yes uh, it it saddens me like how bring him through has WWE tryout and he's perfect for that company. And uh, when it didn't work out, it sort of it sort of knocks your confidence. And um, I just he's someone I miss like a lot, and he had so much to give. Like when when you bring wrestlers through and you know people have got it, sort of Bronson, um, you can see they've got it. And when they don't do it any longer, so one of my my fondest. Uh, moments are bringing the talent through you can see the potential in them um but it just doesn't quite happen like did you ever see owen phoenix i believe yeah yeah i believe so yeah, yeah. so so he he was 16 and he had a new japan tryout like past past the tryout um and they said no come back when you're 18 and then uh a few days later he had a wwe tryout in japan and they said look we're never going to sign you at 18 um, just keep doing what you're doing, uh, and we'll see you later on down the line. But he took that as a no, and uh, and that played on him. And then that's that's what stopped him from carrying on wrestling. But uh, I suppose it's one of those wrestling's tough. You've got to go. I think you've got to be brought through it uh, hard to be ready for these knockbacks and these disappointments. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just bringing these talents through knowing that there, there's something there that they can definitely do something with it and it not quite materializing but in my head i know it hasn't materialized because they're so young but we're in a generation of i want it now yeah. give it give it to me now and it's like it's 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 sad it's sad like i've seen a lot of talent that has so much potential that uh they get these opportunities they get these knockbacks but instead of pushing forward and saying like i'm going to i'm going to try harder i'm going to improve my physique i'm going to learn more um they take that as a no because they want that instant uh i suppose uh fame gratification yeah Uh, yeah yeah, reward and um life's not like that Mm. so maybe that's something that i'm going to add to the training this time just to let them know it's not easy you, you train hard that is the easy part. Once you start trying to get to that next level, that's where the hard part is. Um, because there's only so many people that can be signed. Yeah. So you you have to be something more than everybody else. So but I feel mm. I'm going to try and instill that this time. Um, because especially for the young ones that come through, um, 
that it's, it's not going to be easy. You are going to receive knockbacks. Um, it's how you approach that is because I think that, again, I think a lot of the, the young guys miss out on the, it, it's about the journey. Once you get to the destination, all your stories about the journey, you'll care less about the actual destination because it then becomes a job repetitive. And uh, do you know what I mean? You're, yeah. All your memories are going to be the journey to get there. So why not enjoy that? And if you get told no, push forward. Now, I think, again, something I'm going to really push because I've, I've lost I've lost really good talent because of situations like that. Yeah. Thinking more about the, the wrestling products now and uh, what, what elements yeah. or values of 4FW are you going to try and take forward and maybe instill into your new product? Um, I don't, again, if you look back through all our match cards and stuff, um, the, the presentation, um, wrestlers look like wrestlers. Not mm. one of them looked the same. And this is, it's, it's been kind of hard trying to find talent this time because a lot of people look the same. Uh, it's cookie cutter. Um, so it's a production line of, and they're, they're, they're all looking the same. So it's hard to, for them to stand out. So I, I want to try and anyone I'm bringing in is I feel they stand out, not just to everyone else. They, they stand out to who else, uh, to whoever else we're already bringing in. Yeah. I think um, look-wise, getting in the gym, uh, ring attire. Like, if you look back through our through our past, everyone that we used looked looked good. And um, so we give the presentation on the show. We want you, the talent, to give us the pres- presentation, trying to sell, sell the show. Yeah, yeah. So again, I'll be taking that and using it here because that's my core belief anyway. Like. As I grew up, I've watched wrestling since the age of six. I know what um, appeals, what looks good. So even if um, even if you are great, but you don't look too great, it's hard to sell that on, on your posters, on your match cards. Um, so I think it's all part and parcel. I think you've got to look good. So anyone I'm going to be bringing in is because I feel they look good. They look different. They look unique which in turn is going to make the product uh, look good and look unique. Good point. And good uh, point. again, we're trying to make them feel like stars on the actual shows. Yeah. So if you help us sell it with, you, with the way you look and your presentation, we give you the pre- presentation on the show to feel like a star or be a star. Absolutely. We had uh, another question that came through before we went live, and it's from uh, Richie, a friend of the show. Uh, What people in wrestling have you looked up to uh, that may have inspired you during your years in the business? So whether that be as a a wrestler or as a promoter, as a coach, are there any individuals out there in the business that have really inspired you or that you've really looked up to and admired? Yeah, I'd say um, UK-wise, probably Mark Sloan. Um, the presentation of everything he did, he cared. Um, and if you, you're going to one of his shows, you're going to get a show. The talent were going to be, um, exceptional, but you, you knew what you was getting with him. Um, and Ultimo Dragon, he, he, he's one of the guys that sort of, um, the wrestling rings are stage, the, the wrestlers that you have on, it's a stage. So if this, your stage looks like shit, yeah. you're giving them a shit stage for them to perform on. So 
uh, that really stuck with me and that's that's when i did a, a rebrand i did the red corner blue corner I did the corner flags uh, it looks and you, you know it's our show as soon as you see mm. it on a picture or on a video you know it's our show um and again it's just using my brain looking around seeing what else is going on i couldn't differentiate between each promotion you, you can now i think your progress you can see that's them uh, yeah. ref pro you can see that's them but before that there was a ring in a hall and you didn't know who was who without putting your little your logo on on the pictures you couldn't tell who was who so um ultimate dragon i suppose taught me that 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 is important and again people knew it was us as soon as those pictures were put out there even if they'd never been to one of our shows they knew it was us and they in um in their heads they believed it was professional because of the because of what you were showing them even though they've never been there they could tell instantly that it was a professional product yeah and that's absolutely. something that i will want to continue absolutely now as Perception we is to... reality so. yeah you know, you're totally right and like i say branding is everything as well even in the wrestling business but uh, um as, as we start to wind down uh, this brilliant interview with uh, with dave sharp just a, a quick reminder once again about my next two guests and of course next monday the 25th of uh, September, we got Kamikaze coming onto the show. And that same week, Thursday the 28th, I've got uh, the Stallion, Chris Bronson, current Southwest Wrestling heavyweight champion. And uh, can't wait to speak to Kamikaze and the Stallion next week. Um, but uh, Dave, it's been awesome chatting to you about uh, British Kingdom professional wrestling, Brit King Pro and the Dojo as well. And about the shows we have to look forward to. Um, if, if there's one more kind of like... Um, a hard sell, I suppose you could say, or one more reason why we should be getting tickets for those October shows in particular. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to my viewers and listeners at home as to why they should be getting down uh, to them two shows in October? Um, we're, we're going to offer something that I think is different compared to what everyone else is offering. And um, if, if you're a fan of heavyweight wrestling, you're going to get actual heavyweight wrestling. You're going to get people that look, or wrestlers that look the part, uh, present themselves well, um, solid matches. Because uh, I've, I've taken that time away, I've looked at what what might be different to what everyone else is doing, and it's going to be a prof professional product and um, solid matches throughout. Yeah. Uh, let's have a quick recap. So for. Saturday the 7th of October from Gloucester and uh, these matches that have already been announced in the championship tournament You've got Jay Joshua versus Sami Zahin, Tiger Ali versus Lee Hunter and of course the Stallion Chris Bronson versus the English Lion Eddie Ryan and uh, the very next week the 14th of October this is going to be from Emerson Green in Bristol. And, of course, one match announced already, Jack Selstrom versus Lee Hunter. And, of course, 2024, you've got uh, the partnership with uh, Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling. So a very, very exciting future for you. Um, but uh, if any of my viewers or listeners want to get in touch or want to kind of check out uh, Brick King Pro's socials, Dave, where can they do so? I know that you're on uh, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and is it, uh, uh, at Brick King Pro. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is, <laughs> what was it again? Well, <laughs> it's going to, because I'm going to have to read it off the screen. 
it's not as straightforward as the other one. So it's British underscore kingdom underscore pro underscore wrestling uh, on Instagram. Tiger Ali chose that one, so I'll give him a slap. (laughs) Here we go. It's scrolling around now. It takes up half the screen. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) check out the socials on Instagram, X or Twitter and uh, Facebook, of course. And don't forget to to go to the website as well. uh, Yeah, check out the website. Put a little bit of effort into that. And uh, Mm. um. Yeah, all the info for everything's on there. Uh, social media links are on there as well. So, and and to grab tickets, to grab tickets and to get in touch. Uh, like I say, contact Dave and the team at uh, the Brick King Pro Dojo yeah. to show you your interest also, in I, seminars and the open day. Go ahead, Dave. And if any if any talent, um, again, they're looking for bookings. Uh, please contact me through the email because I've had so many messages on Instagram, Twitter that it's hard to remember who sent what where so if everyone that's interested just sends their cv and footage etc to the email um that's one place i'm gonna uh, set it up so i can go back through and uh check out everyone that sent me footage and uh yeah. see see what see what happens from there but uh, Dave Sharp, like I say, is a fan of 4FW. It's been a bit of a bucket list conversation for me today. Uh, but I just want to thank you so much for your time and wish you all the very best with uh, British Kingdom Professional Wrestling um, in just three weeks' time. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome.